the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome to this special edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. We're coming to you live from the TCC Innovation Center just across the street from the state capitol here in Tallahassee. It is the opening day of the Florida legislature, and this is our sixth year of uh, bringing you all of the uh, information that's important to you live from the state capitol. Glad to have you with us this afternoon. Before we uh, get to a lot of that, let me just tell you, it's been a special day in the markets for those of you listening on The Biz this afternoon. CNBC is reporting that um, the U.S. equities rose today to the highest levels as investors remain optimistic about the market heading into the corporate earnings. Uh, Stocks finished at uh, the S&P 500 now has the best start to a year since 1987. The major indexes just closed. They have hit fresh record highs. Financial giants BlackRock, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Wells Fargo are among the companies set to report quarterly results later this week, and they're supposed to be very aggressive in those results. The S&P 500 today hit a fresh all-time high, raising 0.1%. The index is also enjoying its best start, as I said, since 1987. And the S&P 500 notched its biggest six-day gain to kick off a year since then. Let's look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average this afternoon. It jumped another 103 points to hit a record as Boeing has reached an all-time high. The Nasdaq compa- uh, Composite compli- excuse me, the Nasdaq Composite climb a 0.2% also hit a record high. And those closing numbers, again, Dow Jones Industrials preliminary close at 102.8, up 25,385. S&P 500 up 3.58 at 2751. NASDAQ up 6.19 at 7163. And again, for those of you listening on our biz this afternoon, another very encouraging day in the markets. We're delighted to have you with us this afternoon. Of course, uh, This is our opportunity to uh, do something that no other radio station, no other show does anywhere in the state of Florida. And that is uh, during the weekday afternoons from 4 to 6, we're going to give you a perspective on the Florida legislature from right here, giving you a front row seat. If you're just joining us today, um, this is my 22nd year uh, starting in today's session. I represent uh, as president the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. And along with that, with being a legislative consultant to the Florida Baptist Convention, 22 years of uh, being here on the front lines. And so it was a very busy day as we got started again. As always, I'm honored to have you with us. Join the conversation today, not only those on our Faith Talk stations, those on our answer stations, and, of course, those on the biz. 
And we know that each day as you're very busy um, taking care of uh, your um, profession, taking care of your family, it's a chance for you to, to stop in with us and we'll get you informed on the important issues of the day. So we know you have questions. And during the next two hours, I'll have some conservative answers, something that you know you're not going to get from our liberal media. Now, as we're simulcasting all across West Central Florida on our Salem Network stations, we have three convenient numbers for you to join the conversation. And um, i got to tell you that uh, I always love first-time callers. And as you know, if you've been listening to our program, you have a chance to speak out. I'll listen. I won't talk over you. Um, we don't do any name calling. We don't do any of the things that is what I call the clickbait of talk radio. We'll have a conversation, and that's why we have built that uh, now for our 12th year for the Bill Bunkley Show. If you are in Tampa and you want to join the conversation anytime between now and 6 o'clock, your local number is 813-287-5700. That's 813-287-5700. If you're in Sarasota, Bradenton, Manatee County, your local number is 941-955-0930, 941-955-0930. The number I like the best is uh, a number for those of you listening on the Internet today, both in here in Florida and around the nation. It's toll-free anywhere. Maybe that's the one to put into your phone. Toll-free 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Now, we're going to give you an opportunity as you're on your afternoon drive or maybe you're home or maybe you're in between picking up the kids, getting them to uh, some of their uh, maybe some sporting responsibilities, soccer moms that are listening. We've got a a great opportunity for me to uh, showcase to you what your governor had to say today in his final State of the State address. Uh, you know that uh, he is going to be uh, running for the United States Senate against uh, the sitting uh, Democratic Senator Bill Nelson, but uh, he had some uh, very important things to say today. I want to go now back to our home studios in Tampa, and I want to bring in Michael Miracle because um, I just cannot not talk about the big topic around the water cooler today, at least if you were a guy, for a lot of women as well, and so, first of all, Mike Miracle, did you stay up to the very bitter end? Did you go into overtime uh, with the folks who were gathered there at the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta? I couldn't help it. Yeah, I stayed to the bitter end there and watched that final pass uh, and uh, watched uh, Roll Tide run it in for, for the win in OT. That was an incredible football game. I, I want to tell you that um, whether you are a, a Lou Saban hater or a lover, you got to give the guy credit last night. I mean, that was a gutsy call to, uh, to 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 pull your quarterback, the guy who's gotten you to the dance all year round, and it was a very wise call. And uh, what what can you say about uh, the two standouts or multiple stands out in last night's national championship, uh, who are first year players, Mike? That that was a that was an awesome game for from many perspectives. That is true, and for folks that root for teams in the SEC other than Alabama, we have a lot to worry about with that team full of freshmen over there. It's going to be it's going to be quite a run for those guys, I believe. Well, both teams. I mean, uh, yeah, everybody knows that I'm kind of partial to uh, the folks in the orange and blue, uh, as far as the SEC is concerned. And uh, boy, those two programs 
they're going to be very, very competitive, and I think you're right for all the rest of the teams that are in the SEC. Uh, what a uh, what a future we have to consider as we move forward. But um, when we look at last night's game and uh, the way they went back and forward, I think that this year, uh, in addition to last night's championship game, I think the the four teams that were in the the the, the so-called playoffs. Those games, uh, though they were those two games were t- entirely different. I think this has been one of the most um, uh, enjoyable and competitive uh, runs that uh, we have seen the whole time in terms of championship play. Because all of these games were fun to watch. None were really, you know, a game that you were like, "Well, that's a yawn," or "So and so should have been in." But uh, they were um, they, they've been really fun to watch, haven't they? Yeah, no, I would agree with that for sure. The playoff system here, as it is sort of in its infancy, um, I think they got it right uh, this go around. And those two playoff games, while super different, each one, like you were saying, they're both really entertaining. And uh, to cap it off with the game that we had last night, I think it worked out just perfect. Well, let me bring you some breaking news from Tallahassee, and that is the national champion is not being recognized by the leadership here in the state of Florida. And that's because there's another team that's out there. Let's see, what's the name of that team? The University of Central Florida. And as memory serves me, I think uh, that uh, fine football program, even though the head coach is uh, leaving and taking all the staff with him to parts unknown out west. Uh, they had an undefeated season, and so I can tell you that today, uh, as we have uh, been involved with uh, various um, venues here at the state capitol, it's been a common theme uh, by those in leadership from Governor Scott all the way down that uh, they got it wrong last night in the Mercedes-Benz uh, arena there in Atlanta, that the University of Central Florida, who went undefeated, they should be the um, the national champions. And so whether it was in a committee meeting or from the governor, uh, we heard that as a common theme. So um, at the same time, we're having some fun here in Tallahassee. Now, we've got some uh, business to attend to, and uh, we'll answer your questions. Coming up in just a moment, we're going to take our first opportunity for a timeout and check in with our wonderful sponsors, The Bill Bunkley Show, and, of course, uh, all of our various platforms here with Salem Media in Central Florida. When we come back, uh, we're going to bring you excerpts from the governor's final state-of-the-state address, what is customarily uh, an activity here in Tallahassee on opening day. Uh, you'll have the convening of the Florida House. You'll have a convening of the Florida Senate. You get a chance to hear from both of those leaders, which is House Speaker Richard Corcoran, and uh, over in the Senate President, um, had a chance to hear from uh, him as well. And then the two chambers actually gather together uh, in the House chambers to hear uh, about 11 o'clock is when they start summoning the governor. But they come together to hear uh, what the governor's state of the state address uh, uh, has to offer. Um, Sometimes it's a look forward. Sometimes it's a look back. Sometimes it's a challenge. So today, uh, after what many acknowledge is a very successful run from a businessman who had no experience in politics. Let's see. Does that remind you of somebody? 
you know, the narrative of Donald Trump has been so dominant and has been so much a part of the headlines. I think a lot of people forget that uh, the legacy of uh, Florida's current uh, second-term governor, uh, it is exactly the same sort of prototype that we saw happen on the national stage. Now, obviously, uh, Governor Rick Scott, very soft-spoken, kind of clumsy, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but uh, he is not a great orator, and uh, if he was standing here, we we would... talk about that uh, in a very positive light and in fact he even acknowledged that which you'll be hearing in just a few minutes on the other side of the break but um, it has been a pretty remarkable run from someone who is certainly a a rags to riches story though some of that uh, in terms of uh, uh, how uh, he was able to um, make his substantial uh, re- savings and returns is off, uh, and some would say, uh, controversial hospital uh, business that he sold. But nonetheless, uh, very accomplished, and uh, we're going to give you a chance to uh, hear in detail here in just a moment. Now, if you have a question about what the governor has to say, phone lines will be open at 877-943-9673. When we come back, let's hear from the governor of the state of Florida. And I think that you're going to find it uh, very fascinating indeed with some of the things that he's going to be looking forward to. Plus, we'll talk about two bills out of uh, a handful of bills that got a hearing here in committees on opening day. We're going to talk about uh, Representative Jennifer Sullivan's bill having to do with uh, homeschool regulation, interaction with uh, school boards and, and protections for parents. And we'll also talk about... The bill that's probably going to get the most headlines today, it is the texting and driving bill. And uh, Tampa's own Jackie Toledo is one of the co-sponsors of that bill. We'll be discussing that and more today as we bring you up-to-date coverage of the opening day of the Florida Legislative Session. I'm Bill Bunkley, live from Tallahassee. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Here's Dr. Robert Jeffress with today's Pathway Minute. Now, this is worth the price of the sermon, so write this down, okay? Joshua understood an important spiritual principle, and that is the greater the interval between God's command and our obedience, the greater the possibility for disobedience. Let me say it again. The greater the interval, the greater the time lapse between God's command and our obedience, the greater the possibility for disobedience. So he obeyed God immediately. God blesses those who obey that way. God has spoken to some of you about something he wants you to do. Remember, the greater the interval between God's command and our obedience, the greater the possibility for disobedience. Today's Pathway Minute is provided by your station and Pathway to Victory. To hear the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. 
Forever My Girl is a modern-day prodigal son story. Country music star Liam Page never got over Josie, his one true love he left at the altar. But when he returns to his hometown years later, he's faced with the consequences of all he left behind. Why'd you leave my mama? I was young. I got lost. But you found your way back now, right? Find your way back home in the film NBC Raves will make you laugh, cry, and fall in love. Forever My Girl. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested in theaters January 19th. Windshields are all about safety, and so is Autoglass America. If your windshield is damaged and you have comprehensive insurance, we'll install a premium quality replacement with a lifetime warranty at no cost to you. We'll buy back your damaged windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot and come to you with free mobile service. Keep your family safe. Call us today. Remember, if it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley, live from Tallahassee. We have breaking news this afternoon. Steve Bannon has just stepped down as the leader of Breitbart. That news is just breaking as we're coming back uh, here at 20 minutes past the hour. And um, we know that some of the investors for Breitbart have been none too happy since he got, um, some say, the, the potty mouth. Uh, as he was uh, very, very loose with his quotes for the uh, the latest uh, scandal-written book, Fire and Fury. But um, just giving you an update this afternoon, uh, Steve Bannon out at Breitbart leading that organization. So we'll see where that leads to uh, next. I want to remind you that uh, we've got a couple of books. A couple of we got one book. Uh, we got five different um, copies of our sister organization with Salem Media. Regnery Publishing, and uh, we'll have five of these ready to go at the end of the month. And how would you like to win one? Very easy. All you have to do is go to either AM860, The Answer, and, of course, that's uh, our answer stations this afternoon in um, West Central Florida. Or if you are in Sarasota, Bradenton area, you can go to your favorite station, which is AM930, The Answer, and you can click on the contest tab to win. The book this month is entitled The Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is the New Threat to World Order. That's written by Steve Mosher. And as I've been suggesting the last few days, that uh, with uh, North Korea dominating the headlines throughout all of last year, and now that he's uh, getting a little acclaim because of the uh, Winter Olympics that's coming to South Korea, well... Everybody wants to stop North Korea from producing and using ballistic missiles to launch nuclear weapons. But to this offer, author will argue that the key to stopping North Korea is China. So find out more about the real bully of Asia. And it might not be the little guy with his finger on the nukes. So we'll have five copies to give away if you'd like to put your name in a hat this afternoon again am860theanswer.com am930theanswer.com and i invite you if you really want to increase your odds of winning the book you can uh, go to our contest line every day and register and register and register and again that the compliments of our sister organization regnery publishing publishing all right governor rick scott 
uh, had a chance to uh, sort of say a final farewell, if you will, even though he's got several more, mo- more months that he will not only be in office, but he's got a legislative agenda uh, that he'll be working more closely with uh, the Speaker of the House, Richard Corcoran. Uh, they've sort of uh, teamed up since the special session that um, had to be called to iron out the, buzz- the, the budget. Um, and, of course, uh, over in the Florida Senate, we've got two senators missing, one for extramarital affair, the other one, Jack Ladvala from our area, um, sexual harassment uh, allegations that basically uh, got it to a point to the, where he uh, resigned. And so um, it's going to be an interesting dynamic, not only with the sexual harassment uh, hanging over the Capitol, and in fact, the governor uh, address that, and we'll bring you that quote in just a moment. But first off, uh, earlier today, uh, this speech uh, takes place in the chamber, the Florida House of Representatives, similar to Congress. The senators will come down. This chamber is uh, large enough to accommodate 40 extra seats among the 120 House members. So this is where they gather when there is a, an address to be heard from uh, either someone important uh, or, in this case, it's the customary annual State of the State Address. Well, there's several people that the governor um, acknowledged as soon as he got started today. Let's go ahead with cut number one, and this is Florida's governor. Thank you for your graciousness towards, um, towards me and my wife. Um, so, And uh, it's, it's wonderful to be here. I, I can think, uh, just starting, I can think about the first time I, I gave this speech. So... But I'm honored to deliver my final State of the State address today. I would like to first recognize a few people. First, Speaker of the House, Richard Corcoran. Yeah, you like a picture? (laughs) Speaker, I appreciate your commitment to cutting taxes for fighting to make sure every Florida student can get a great education. Senator President Joe Negron. <laughs> Mr. President, your focus on Lake Okeechobee and Florida's environment will benefit countless Floridians and visitors for generations. Lieutenant Governor Carlos Lopez Quintero. <laughs> Carlos, thank you for all you do for our great state and for joining me in the fight for freedom and democracy in Cuba and Venezuela. I also would like to recognize Attorney General Pam Bondi. I spoke to her this morning. She cannot be here today. But uh, Pam has been a true advocate for crime victims and has been a leading voice in our fight against the opioid epidemic. And there's no doubt that her efforts have saved lives. So let's give a big round of applause to Attorney General. (laughs) Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Petronas.
Jimmy, I was proud to appoint you as CFO. And in a very short time, you've done so much to help Florida families. And I want to thank you for all you're doing for Florida firefighters. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Commissioner of Agriculture, Adam Putnam. Adam, thank you for fighting for Florida's critical agriculture community and all you've done to help try to help uh, the citrus industry, especially after Hurricane Irma. So thank you for what you're doing. I want, you, I want to thank Chief Justice LaBarga and members of the Florida Supreme Court. I want to thank each of you uh, for all your service. All right, that is the governor of the state of Florida. We come back after a short break, and we'll check in with SRN News. Uh, he's been the jobs governor, and so as he talks about his accomplishments in that area, that and more as we bring you the opening day session of the Florida legislature live on this Tuesday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. I remind you that uh, you can follow me at Twitter at Bill Bunkley, or you can send me a friend request at Facebook at Bill Bunkley. And uh, as always, you should be, if you're listening on a regular basis, uh, you should be going to floridareligiousliberty.com. That's floridareligiousliberty.com and sign up for our email updates as uh, we go much more deeper into the issues than we can during our afternoon program. More of the Bill Bunkley Show live from Tallahassee. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of the governor's comments. SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Top Senate Democrat Chuck Schumer says he's encouraged by what he's heard from President Trump at a bipartisan White House meeting on immigration. Schumer said today that the president's tone was very good and it was, in his words, very encouraging that the president seems open to a narrow deal to protect immigrants brought to the U.S. illegally as children. Santa Barbara County officials estimate that just 10 to 15 percent of residents ordered to evacuate heeded that warning ahead of a dangerous storm that has killed five people, as they predicted it could do. Several homes were swept away before dawn today when mud and debris roared into neighborhoods from hillsides stripped of vegetation during recent wildfires. A county spokeswoman says only 200 of the 1,200 residents contacted in person had left by last night like they were asked to do. On Wall Street at the closing bell, the Dow was up 103 points. This is SRN News. If Christmas cookies caused your scale to skyrocket, or if holiday stress drove you nuttier than Aunt B's fruitcake, it's time to enter the Shape Up or Ship Out sweepstakes. The winner will choose between $4,000 worth of fitness gear or a four-day cruise to the Western Caribbean. Either way, you'll start out 2018 looking and feeling great. The Shape Up or Ship Out sweepstakes. Enter today. Click the contest link at letstalkfaith.com. Are you still treating unwanted pests in your home with toxic chemicals? Being a parent or pet owner, surely that would concern you, yes? Forget about wasting money on those cheap ultrasonic devices that claim to emit sounds, but don't penetrate walls, furniture or other obstacles. Plug-in Pest Free has been the innovator in electromagnetic pest control technology and for decades we've kept pests out of homes and businesses like yours around the world. 
plug-in passive works along the wiring of your home or business, pulse modulating the existing electromagnetic field reaching deep inside the cavities of your walls, cupboards and other inaccessible areas where conventional methods can't reach. Plug-in Pestvery is maintenance-free and environmentally friendly. So plug in a Pestvery today for long-term cost-effective electronic pest control at gopestvery.com. That's gopestvery.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off and free shipping. Order yours today at gopestvery.com. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Two of the best stock pickers in America are about to let you in on what could be the biggest stock play of 2018. Sign up for the free Trade of the Year Summit, January 11th at 2 p.m. Eastern, and hear stock pickers Mark Skousen and Jim Woods announce their number one play for the new year. Log on at the2018tradeoftheyear.com to sign up for the free Trade of the Year Summit. Don't miss it. Register today at the2018tradeoftheyear.com. That's the2018tradeoftheyear.com for what could be the biggest stock pick of 2018. The We Love Israel Shook happens at the Jewish Federation campus in Sarasota on Sunday, January 14th from noon to 5. Try traditional Israeli foods like falafel and lamb kebabs. Shop Judaica and Christian goods from the Holy Land. Listen to Israeli music and hear a former American Idol contestant. There's something for everyone, including a birthday party for Israel Kids section. Get free admission January 14th, noon to 5 at the Jewish Federation, 580 McIntosh in Sarasota. Find more information at jfedsrq.org. Saturday mornings at 8. Ask an attorney with Joe Pippen. If there's a mortgage still on it, then he owns uh, one half subject to the mortgage. If you pay the mortgage off and you want to be compensated for that, then just get him to sign a new mortgage or a promissory note to you so there's some, some proof that he owes you the money. Okay, I appreciate that. Ask an attorney with Joe Pippen. Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Bill Bunkley here. We're broadcasting live once again from the TCC Innovation Center, which is part of Tallahassee Community College. It has been our home of the Bill Bunkley Show broadcast from Tallahassee, what now, five or six years, or at least in that neighborhood. And uh, we were very busy getting set up today, and we want to give a shout-out to uh, all the folks here uh, and thanking them for what they do to uh, help us uh, bring you this show each and every afternoon. Yeah, we're just listening to uh, that uh, advertisement for the Jewish Federation for a chance to get out and experience uh, Israeli food, Israeli music in a couple of weeks. I want to remind you that, uh, as I mentioned, uh, pencil in these dates, uh, Mrs. Bunkley, I, and Zach, all three of us invite you to join us for our annual trip to Israel. We're going to be uh, flying out of Tampa on uh, May 31st. It's 10 days. We're going to go to Israel and Jordan. You're going to have a chance to see Petra in all the sites. And it is my special custom-designed Israel Today, Yesterday, and Tomorrow, Past, Present, and Future. And, of course, uh, Boaz Shalgi with EDI Travel is going to be our in-country host. And Boaz is going to be uh, with me, uh, I think, on Monday. Going to spend some time together. Uh, he's going to be here in Tampa. Uh, we'll let you know more about uh, the details. But, again, jot down those dates, May 31st to uh, uh, what June the 9th, uh, leaving uh, on a, on a Friday, on a Thursday, coming back on a Saturday, and guess what? We brought it in uh, under four thousand dollars for everything. I mean, it is all inclusive. That's the only way I do it. 
Uh, just bring some spending money if you want some extra snacks here and there. But it is an absolutely awesome value, so keep looking for that. And uh, we'll give you the phone number to call here in just a few days. Hey, want to remind you that uh, you can come out and be a part of something special with us at Tropicana Field there in St. Petersburg. It's going to be happening on Saturday, February the 17th. It is Project Hero. Let me tell you what, we're going to be there with WTBN, WGUL, WLSS, and uh, it is going to be a great day. It's an honor ride complete with our own Captain Matt Bruce. It's uh, my colleague that you'll hear overnight on the answer stations. The, the honor ride, we're going to help raise funds for vital programs that support America's healing heroes. Project Hero is using cycling therapy to help our veterans heal from injury or PTSD. Come on out and bring your bike. There's all cycling levels. There are three different routes for different levels of riders. And by the way, the ride includes a breakfast and lunch. And again, Tropicana Field, Saturday, February 17th, starting at 8 a.m. Go right now to ProjectHero.com. That's ProjectHero.com. Ooh, ProjectHero.org, ProjectHero.org. Thank you, Michael, for that uh, catch. Well, as uh, I've spent the day uh, reacquainting with uh, many folks around the Capitol, sort of comparing notes, uh, it is the first day of the legislative session, if you're just joining us. Uh, governor Rick Scott, I'm thinking back uh, many, many years uh, when he became governor. I was honored to uh, be a part of his inaugural festivities uh, on that very cold January day. In fact, um, I uh, had an opportunity to uh, offer the prayer uh, for uh, the prayer breakfast. Well, many, many years have transpired with my work with the governor. Of course, last year we were able to convince the governor to veto the legislation that was going to allow hard alcohol into the grocery stores, but he's had quite a run. I want to tell you that his wife, Ann, is a very special person, and uh, with Tony and I and our son, Zach, um, and I can't tell you that um, when we have had our opportunities to be at the governor's mansion, his um he and his wife both, especially when Zach was younger, um, I want to just set this next clip up. Um, when Zach was very young, we were over for a bill signing at the governor's mansion. And uh, now Zach is 12, but back then he was, what, two or three in that neighborhood? And uh, he's still pretty bad about it today. But uh, he is the most curious guy, little guy I think I've ever known, just happens to be my son, Mrs. Bunkley and I's son. Well, as the governor was signing and speaking, Zach was kind of running around the the main floor of the governor's mansion, and he likes to open up drawers. Um, And, of course, it's always a a little bit of a a challenge for Tony and I because I'm like, Zach, get out of there. Well, the governor saw his curiosity, and Rick went over and said, uh, Zachary, how would you like to uh, come with me and let's open up some drawers? Well, as those, if you don't know this, the ground floor of the governor's mansion is also a place where uh, a lot of, uh, at least a, a portion of the state's historical artifacts are on display. And there are quite a few antique uh, desks and chests around the public area, all of which um, are locked up. But inside of all of these desks and, check, and chests include other historical items. And uh, for about a half an hour, it was really a special time. The governor 
uh, said, come on, Zach. And he and Zach went around the ground floor of the governor's mansion, and uh, he pulled out of the drawer this, this big bundle of uh, antique keys. And they went around and opened up all of these different uh, chests and desks. So uh, the governor and Zach could pull out a little plate or a little trinket, and uh, that was a special time. And, uh, of course, Anne has been very encouraging of, of um, kids in foster care, kids coming out of adoptive uh, care, and uh, a special place in, in their hearts for that. And so with that, the governor had a tribute to his wife, Anne, um, who supported him, a business person coming out of the business world with no experience who wanted to be governor, and uh, she hung with him. Let's go ahead and uh, listen in to those comments uh, this morning by uh, Governor Rick Scott. I would also like to thank my wife, Ann. There's a day that goes by that I'm not thankful for your unwavering support. As First Lady, you have done so much to help Florida families. From visiting schools, promoting literacy, and helping find forever homes for kids in foster care. I'm so proud of all that you've done. You took a chance on me 45 years ago. A skinny kid without a penny in his pocket who talked too fast with only a dream. You have believed in me every day since then, including the day I told you I wanted to run for governor. When no one else thought I had a chance, you stood by me. I love you. You know, I so appreciate that when you see the encouragement uh, of a husband to a wife, and especially since that person is the uh, chief executive officer of the state of Florida, uh, sort of in the cultural times that we live in today, and uh, it is just good to see and to hear from him. And, of course, a lot's changed since the the morning that I did the prayer uh, for his uh, inaugural breakfast, uh, in as much as uh, his daughters have married and now have grandchildren, and uh, it's sort of been uh, an interesting opportunity to see uh, the governor and his family uh, transpose and transform through this time since he's been governor. Well, from before he got elected, he kept saying, I'm all about jobs, 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 jobs. He's been the jobs governor. Let's listen in to cut number two as uh, he addresses that very early on in his State of the State address. I know how disappointed you all must be that you won't get to hear another great speech like this. <laughs> so try to hold back the tears. Putting jokes aside, I stand here today at the beginning of my last year as governor. Thankful for the opportunity that we have all had to help our beloved state of Florida. I am thankful that in 2010, with the amazing support of my family, the people of Florida gave me the unbelievable opportunity to try to turn the state of Florida around. This has been the most rewarding job. There were naysayers who told us that there was no way that a businessman with no experience in politics or government could possibly be successful at helping turn Florida's economy around. Fortunately for all of us, the naysayers were wrong. When I was in business, I would see politicians come and go, and they would always make promises that they would be business-friendly, cut taxes, and reduce regulations. And usually, it was all just talk. Nothing much ever happened. I had been in business in almost every state. And when I brought up an issue about permits or licensing to government leaders, they would often just repeat their same old promises and reassure me that they would get back with me. Of course, they rarely did. In 2010, when I ran for governor, I promised to change the status quo and create an environment where businesses can succeed 
and create jobs after jobs for Florida families. The, the results speak for themselves. Working together, we've created an environment where our private sector has added nearly 1.5 million jobs. And, of course, uh, unemployment in Florida with those new jobs, certainly very, very good news for the state of Florida. But uh, there's some more good news that the governor reported on, and that had to do with our state GDP, home values across the state, uh, the debt, and, of course, again, unemployment. Let's listen to cut number three. Our GDP has grown 26% in seven years. Our home values have skyrocketed. We've decreased decreased state debt by $9 billion. And our unemployment rate has has gone from over 10% to now 3.6% which is almost a 10-year low and lower than the national average. You know, that's one statistic I don't want you to miss. And when he took office, our unemployment rate was very high in that 10% range. And the fact that in Florida, our unemployment rate is now at about 3.6%. That is just absolutely an awesome uh, accomplishment. Well, He talked about uh, the opportunity for lowering taxes, and we still have a session left and why it's important to continue to cut those taxes. Let's listen in. So those are some great statistics, but this is not about statistics. It's about real people. Like many people, I grew up in poverty, and I can tell you firsthand having a job is not something anyone should ever take for granted. Florida has experienced the, the most incredible economic revival because together we've worked hard to cut taxes over 80 times, which has saved Florida families more than $7.5 billion. Working together, we've taken billions of dollars out of government's hand and given it back to Florida families. Like many of you here, this is my last year in this position. This is my last session to cut taxes. And we must acknowledge that, unfortunately, at some point, there will be politicians sitting in this chamber who are not as fiscally responsible as we are today. I am sure there will be people who hold down uh, our jobs down the road who want to increase taxes otherwise known as taking more money from hardworking Floridians. Decades ago, Florida voters approved an amendment to the Constitution that prohibited a state income tax. The skeptics warned that bad things would happen. Skeptics were wrong. I want 2018 to be the year that Florida voters pass a constitutional amendment that makes it harder for politicians to raise taxes. All right, going to have more from the governor in just a moment. Going to take a time out. We'll talk more about that constitutional amendment. And uh, he still wants to cut taxes further, including lowering your driver's license fees and increasing those sales tax holidays. More from the governor coming up. Don't go away. I'm Bill Bunkley from Tallahassee. We'll be right back. 
Pina, everyone's favorite bear is back for seconds. I've really got to grips with how things work. The delightful film Paddington 2 hits theaters on January 12th. Paddington looks for the good in all of us and somehow he finds it. If we're kind and polite, the world will be right. For your chance to enjoy this delightful movie with your family, be sure to check out our social media page and listen in for a chance to win family passes. Are you looking for your father's church or maybe your grandfather's church? You know the kind of church I mean, the one that teaches from the good book? You know, God's inspired word, the Bible, that sings from the hymn book, the songs of the faith that exalt God, and also lets God direct your pocketbook. Well, look no further. You've found it. It's Heritage Bible Church in downtown Largo. Look us up at the Bible. Dot church. That's the Bible dot church. Or call us at 727-586-4065. That's 727-586-4065. This is Pastor Rod inviting you to join us this Sunday for worship that honors and reverences the God of the Bible. Remember, you can find us at the Bible dot church. See you at worship at Heritage Bible Church. You are part of a worship team, a leader, a disciple. You are pointing people to Christ every day, but sometimes leading worship and participating in worship can be hard to balance. Sometimes we can even lose our bearings. Wouldn't it be great if there was a gathering of worship team members, leaders, and staff just like you? Other people who are trying to balance leading, participating, and discipleship all with the never-ending to-do list? Good news, there is. It's Calibrate, the worship team event. We'll be joined by worship leader and recording artist Matt Marr. Meredith Andrews, Josh Wilson, Bethel Music, Caleb Miller, and more. Calibrate Worship, educating, equipping, and encouraging worship teams to help serve your community. It's a full day of encouragement, insight, worship, and a time in God's Word. Join us January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship. Visit CalibrateWorship.com for more information. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Tires worn out, not only are you going to pay for a new set plus installation and balancing, they're going to charge you for tire disposal and still possibly sell your old ones to someone else. Same for car batteries. You pay for a new battery and you get saddled with that bogus disposal fee. We're different. At Mr. Sparky, when we install new ceiling fans, we'll buy your old ones for $25. That's $25 off your bill per fan. Same goes for old light fixtures. Electrical panel overloaded? We'll give you $100 for it when we install a replacement. That's $100 off your bill, and we'll take your old panel. Mr. Sparky repairs your electrical system with quality parts at a reasonable price and pays you for your old parts. Like the jingle says, You don't have to put up with any malarkey called 888-8-SPARKY. Buyback applies only to fans, fixtures, and parts replaced or repaired by Mr. Sparky. Saturday mornings at 1030, join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. And I think it's just a, a really helpful, positive development where... We don't have to, you know, avoid important questions like this. We can embrace dialogue. The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. Saturday mornings at 1030 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. 
Hey, we're back. Remember that uh, coming up in the second hour, I've got another four-pack of tickets for you and your family to go see Paddington 2, the movie. And we're working very hard to get the producer of Paddington live from Hollywood on our program tomorrow. So uh, keep it tuned right here during the second hour to win a four-pack of tickets for your family. Well, if you're just joining us, uh, we are covering day one of the 2018 legislative session here from our vantage point at the TCC Innovation Center. Bill Bunkley's live from Tallahassee, and this morning we had a chance to hear from the governor. Now, coming up in the second hour, we're going to be talking about a couple of bills that I think are important, especially to our faith-based families. One is the homeschool bill that was heard just this afternoon, and an enhancement to the penalties potentially for texting and driving. That coming up in the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show, live from Tallahassee. Well, the governor talks about the importance of this proposed constitutional amendment. It's an amendment that would make it harder for those in Tallahassee to raise your taxes. Let's hear from the governor on this initiative. My proposal would require two-thirds of the legislature to vote on a tax increase for it to become law. Some have asked if this proposal would be in effect during a financial emergency or another national recession. And my answer is clear. Absolutely. It's during times of economic downturn where this proposal is needed the most. It will force leaders to contemplate living within their means rather than taking the easy way out and just sticking it to the public by raising taxes on families and job creators. I ask all of you to join me in this fight ensure we do all we can to not let future politicians undo the hard work we have all done to grow Florida's economy and create jobs. We need to secure a strong economy for our children and our grandchildren. By the way, I should have uh, set this up for those of you just joining us in the last few moments since our, we were on our break. This is President Rick Scott. President, This is Governor Rick Scott. His State of the State uh, comments today. Final comments, the Florida legislature uh, made at a joint session of the Florida House in session. Well, he's not done, even though this is his last year. Uh, in his proposal, he'd like to lower your driver's license fees and extend some of those sales tax holidays. Let's listen in. I've also put forward a tax cut package this year that will truly benefit every Florida family. Before he took office, everyone who had a driver's license faced a massive free fee increase. This year, I want to reduce those fees back to pre-2009 levels by cutting the fee for the renewal of a regular driver's license by more than 58% from $48 to $20. I want to cut the fee on an original regular driver's license by more than 43% from $48 to $27. And I want to cut the fee on an original commercial driver's license by more than 10%. My dad was a truck driver, and if he had extra money back in his pocket, in my family, that would have been a big deal. My tax cut proposal also includes sales tax holidays to help families prepare for the school year and for hurricane season. After the storms we experienced last year, we need to have a longer sales tax holiday so people have time to buy the supplies they need, like generators, batteries, and flashlights. My proposal extends the current one-week sales tax holiday to three weeks over, three, uh, over a three-month period to ensure people have ample time to get the goods they need before the start of next hurricane season. 
All right, as we're wrapping up the first hour, we're going to have some more cuts uh, from the governor dealing with the family. We'll cover that during our second hour in just a moment. But very important, uh, law enforcement and those individuals that are out there on the front lines for us each and every day. Governor talked about measures he's trying to to do to raise their pay and to uh, to really help them out. That's cut number 11. Let's listen in. Our law enforcement have done an incredible job protecting Florida families. And I hope each of you will support my proposed pay raise of $30 million for, a, for all state sworn officers this year. I'm also proud to support a measure that is going through the Constitutional Revision Commission to give free tuition to the families of fallen first responders, state law enforcement officers, and military members who have lost their lives in the line of duty. And uh, those are comments comments from uh, Florida's Governor Rick Scott uh, this afternoon. Coming up in the second hour, uh, we're going to have a chance to hear from the governor of those who volunteered uh, to help with the Hurricane Irma emergency. And uh, we're going to talk about some heroes from Jacksonville uh, who were first responders. He'll also talk about uh, what we're doing to help those in Puerto Rico. All of those are items of prayer for a second hour. Also, fallen officers, as well as, uh, well, the the scorn that we're going through right now here with sexual harassment, as well as uh, the drug abuse, the opioid situation. Plus, we'll cover foster care and adoption care as well. So that'll wrap up our first hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. I want to remind you that uh, for those of you who'd like to continue and be with us for the second hour, Come on over to AM 570 or AM 910 or 102.1 in Lakeland. Uh, One of those signals uh, is covering all of West Central Florida. And for those of you on our answer stations and on the biz, I'll be leaving you, of course, after the first hour. As always, it's an honor to be with you. And uh, if you have to leave me at this time, look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 4. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up uh, on our Faith Talk stations. Hope you're with me along the way. Hi, this is Brian Chapel of Unlimited Grace. This spring, I'll be leading a tour of the Holy Land, and you could be my guest. Just register on this station's website for a chance to win a free Unlimited Grace trip to Israel. For 10 remarkable days, we'll be following in the footsteps of Jesus. And just for entering, I'll send you a free copy of my latest book, Unlimited Grace. To enter for your chance to win, go to letstalkfaith.com. Enter the keyword grace. Know the truth with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. His freedom was limited, ends up in prison. His life is cut short, but that's okay. When you're a forerunner, it's all about preparing the way, clearing the way, and getting out of the way. You're expendable. It's okay to be a link in a chain of God-given reactions. Weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. 
President Trump insists an immigration deal is not that far off. The president opened a session with a bipartisan group of 20 lawmakers by declaring their differences are not that great on protecting the so-called dreamers. But it soon became clear how many immigration issues are tangled up with the effort to replace the president's cancellation of DACA, deferred action for childhood arrivals. Kevin McCarthy is the House Majority Whip. Yes, we've got to do DACA, and I agree with you 100 percent. But if we do not do something with the security, if we do not do something with the chain migration, we are fooling each other that we solved the problem. Lurking in the background, though not far in the background, a deadline for funding the government. I'm Warren Levinson. The president, congressional Republicans, and Democrats expressed optimism for a deal just 10 days before a government shutdown deadline. From overpowering fire to overwhelming flooding. That's the situation on the ground in areas of Southern California today in the wake of heavy rains in the region. Ventura County Fire Department spokesman Tom Kreschke says the Thomas wildfire burned so hot it hardened the surface soil, adding to flooding concerns. The ground almost becomes crystallized. It becomes very hard, very slick, and when we get the range, there isn't the vegetation or the porousness of the ground to absorb the, the moisture that's coming down. So it's just like raining on a par- paved parking lot. Six deaths were reported near Santa Barbara. Correspondent Rita Foley reports on how much shopping we did over the holidays. Retailers are looking at booming November and December sales numbers. Sales jumped 3.4 percent with lots of traffic online and in stores. But the Fed reports that consumer borrowing jumped 8.8 percent in November alone, the largest increase in more than two years. This just in, Steve Bannon is stepping down as chairman of Breitbart News Network after a very public break with President Trump. On Wall Street, that out by 103 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit ratings, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5348 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at one 800 936 My name is Ann, and we're debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5348. North Korea will be at the Olympics in South Korea as tensions appear to be easing between the rival nations. During rare discussions between the two Koreas, the North has agreed to hold talks on reducing tension along their border and reopening a military hotline, as well as sending a delegation to the Winter Olympics in South Korea. The meeting, the first for two years, was arranged after North Korean leader Kim Jong-un made an abrupt push for improving ties with South Korea, following a year of elevated tensions. However, critics say Kim may be trying to divide Seoul and Washington in a bid to weaken pressure and sanctions on the North. I'm Charles Suladesma. Reza Pahlavi, the son of Iran's last Shah, says the current protests unsettling his homeland are different from earlier revolts. While latest reports suggest Iran's unrest may be ebbing, Pahlavi says Iran's people are writing a new future for themselves. He says regime change is the ultimate formula. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters.
In the wake of the Trump administration's announcement that nearly 200,000 Salvadorans will lose the temporary protected status that has allowed them to live in the U.S. by 2019, correspondent Mark Stevenson reports the pressure is on for both El Salvador and the U.S. to work to improve economic conditions there. El Salvador is being forced to look at both how it treats returning migrants, its own attempts to build up its own domestic economy to receive anybody who returns. And again, remember, nobody will be forced to return before September of 2019. There's an 18-month grace period. So hopefully the United States government has pledged to step up to the plate and increase development and security aid to El Salvador. The Central American nation of 6.2 million people received more than $4.5 billion in 2016, sent back by Salvadorans working in the U.S. More at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsborough, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good Tuesday afternoon and welcome back to the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. And we are originating today's broadcast live from the state capitol here in Tallahassee, Florida. I'm back at the TCC Innovation Center, which is the host for our broadcasts uh, uh, certain days or the next 60 days as we are coming to you live covering the 2018 session of the Florida Legislature. Today was opening day. This was the day that even though we have been having committee meetings for the last two or three months leading up to uh, the opening today, Today is the official start of the 60-day sprint, and as we will wrap up this year in early March, we've moved the entire session back a couple of months. Um, In odd months, in odd years, I should say, uh, we've developed this relatively new practice of, by statute, moving the session up to, well, start on today's date in January. Next year, uh, we'll have to revert back to starting it uh, the first Tuesday in March because that is provided for in the state constitution. And unless we file a constitutional amendment to change that, well, we're going to be having these different venues even and on. I have to tell you that I like uh, the January session. Why? Well, think about it. This is my 22nd year, and up until a couple of years ago, we have always met in March. Uh, March, and then we would get out in early May. Now, for those of you who love Florida weather, what's one of the nicest times of the year? Springtime. What happens during the spring? It's the Grapefruit League. 
I love to go to baseball games. Well, uh, I got to tell you that up until the last couple of times we've done this, uh, I used to tell folks, I don't know what it's like to live spring in Florida because I am in this concrete jungle at the state capitol complex in Tallahassee. So I can tell you that uh, in addition to uh, anticipation uh, of our um, second annual pilgrimage to uh, Israel and Jordan, which is we're going to be departing on uh, May the 31st, I'm I'm super, super pumped about that. It's going to be a great trip. We're going to fly in and out of Tel Aviv this year and go into Petra from Israel. Um, And wait wait till you see the itinerary. It's like last year. I mean, it is chalked full, and the best part of all, price can't be beat, under $4,000 a person. We'll have that coming up. But what I was going to say is between Zachary, our son's uh, spring break, and an opportunity to maybe do an educational trip with him, uh, in addition to that, uh, possibly to, uh, uh, I'm thinking about uh, taking him to um, the Museum of the Bible, uh, as well as the new uh, Freedom Center, uh, where the World Trade Center uh, once stood, and uh, take him up for a couple of days and get him some school credit for that. So I'm excited because I can't do those things uh, when the legislature meets more to, to March to May. So um, I'm excited. I hope you are as, as well. And on days when it's raining, days when it's cold, days when we're not doing things outdoors a whole lot, to me, that makes a whole lot more sense to me to be here in Tallahassee taking care of uh, the business of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission than uh, when all that great springtime weather comes upon us. Well, we're going to hear a little bit more from the governor during this hour. His state of the state address took place earlier today. And um, going to be uh, some of the items that I want you to pray about, not only for what he spoke about this morning, in his final address to the legislature, he will be term limited out, and he's uh, looking forward to probably running to be um, the United States Senator from Florida. To do that, he'll have to defeat the Democrat Bill Nelson, but um, he still has some work to do, and he still has some goals and objectives, and as he would tell you, some dreams uh, for this session. So. Just before we took the break, we learned about uh, some measures. He's trying to get a pay raise for our law enforcement officers. But there were two fallen officers who paid the ultimate sacrifice that the governor had a chance to uh, recognize today in his comments. And particularly for our Faith Talk audience, um, these and the next uh, few cuts uh, to wrap up the governor's um, comments today, I think, would be Uh, Very appropriate during the second hour. So let's go ahead and cut number 12. And uh, the governor reflects on uh, two of our heroes, fallen officers who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Since I've taken office, unfortunately, 41 officers have been tragically been killed in our state in the line of duty. These brave men and women died as heroes. It's important that the state does everything possible to take care of the families who lost a loved one was working to protect each of us and all of our families and all of our communities. Think about it. It's the least we can do. The last thing our military men and women and our first responders need to be thinking about when they go to work every day is will my my family be taken care of if, if I'm gone? 
Two of those heroes that died in the line of duty last year are Sergeant Sam Howard and Officer Ma Matthew Baxter. They were senselessly shot while on patrol in Kissimmee. Sergeant Howard's wife and daughter, Billy Joan Unique, are here today. the two spouses of the fallen officers. Officer Baxter's wife, Saudia, is also here and was recently sworn in as a, as a special agent for the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Joe, Unique, and Sadia, we will continue to do all we can to honor both Sam and Matthew. Another critical hero who was tragically killed in the line of duty is Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. She was executed in cold blood, and I have fought hard to ensure that her accused killer is prosecuted to the absolute fullest extent of the law. Mm, it's something to just contemplate um, and to just um, thank the Lord for those. When uh, many of us are running away from a situation, our first responders are running in, and uh, today it's a very, very dangerous world. Well, I want to share one more comment from the governor about his support for fallen officers and the fact that uh, this governor as well as this legislature, I believe, has no tolerance for those who do harm to our officers. Let's listen in. I will stop at nothing to fully support the, fam the families of fallen police officers like Deborah Clayton. That's why this year I removed cases, or last year I removed cases from a prosecutor who refused to seek justice for fallen law enforcement officers. I want to be very clear. In Florida, we have zero tolerance for anyone who attacks Florida law enforcement officers. I will fight to make sure justice is swift and these killers are prosecuted to the full extent of the law. That was our governor, Rick Scott, earlier today. By the way, phone lines are open. If you have a comment uh, that you'd like to share, 877-943-9673. Going to take a break in just a moment. When we come back, uh, some important updates from the governor. Obviously, we were struck by a tremendous hurricane earlier this year. Also, we have uh, those who have helped in very special ways. Two heroes from Jacksonville that the governor wants to talk about. What we're doing to help those in Puerto Rico who've been rocked by hurricanes as well. 
And, as we know, some of you listening today may be part of the first responders of the Florida Baptist Convention or the Salvation Army. We'll talk about, uh, he'll talk about those first responders and more. So, let's take a break. I'm Bill Bunkley, live at the Capitol, covering this morning's State of the State Address by Governor Rick Scott. More the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment, and his comments don't go away. We'll be right back. If you're a small business, first impressions can make all the difference. With Grasshopper, you get all the features of a professional business phone system on your mobile phone. Choose a business phone number, make calls, and send texts. Stay connected and work from anywhere with features like Wi-Fi calling and our desktop app. Set up your account in minutes with no long-term contracts and 24-7 customer support. Make your small business big. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com radio. That's grasshopper.com slash radio. The following is a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards, and it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Now we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. If you're an athlete of any kind, then you know about joint pain, muscle pain, and even arthritis. Nearly half of all Americans suffer from some kind of pain due to chronic inflammation. Here's legendary golfer and Anatoblock ambassador, Fred Couples. This is Fred Couples for Anatoblock. It's been great for me and could be for you, too. Anatoblock is a breakthrough supplement scientifically proven to quickly and effectively reduce inflammation and get rid of your pain fast. For me, Anatoblock has been phenomenal. I started taking Anatoblock, and within a few days, I simply started feeling better. Anatoblock was an amazing find for me, and I continue to feel better. Call 800-845-1537 to try Anatoblock for free. Anatoblock is now looking for real-life testimonials for anyone who has back pain, muscle pain, or painful arthritis. Just call 800-845-1537 for details. Call today at 800-845-1537 to get your free supply and get out of pain today. That's 800-845-1537. Again, 800-845-1537. You're an author writing a Christian book, so you may know this cheery little fact. Old-fashioned publishers reject thousands of manuscripts each year. You know your book is fabulous, but hey, if it's not what a publisher needs, eh, all you need is your book in print. You want it on Amazon. You want to spread the word the way you've written it, so do it. Forget old-fashioned publishing. Publish yourself with 21st Century Christian Publishing at Zulon Press. Fast and affordable, Zulon Press gives you the power to put your Christian book on the market the way you want it. Zulon Press knows your mission because they have the same mission. Publish your book. See it on Amazon. Be a published author with Zulon Press. Learn more with your free guide to Christian publishing. Visit ChristianPublishing.com. Get your book hot off the press. Zulon Press. Find your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications. The same great people who bring you this nifty radio station. Weekday mornings at 8. Don't miss Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. You come to him and say, God, I know you can do anything. 
But Lord, I don't want to just know it in my mind, and I don't want to just read about it in the Word. I want to experience it in my life. And so, God, because you have that power, I am trusting in you. Moving forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage, weekday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Hey, Bill Bunkley here. I want to remind you that Calibrate is coming up just around the corner. And if you're part of a worship team, We'd like for you to spend the day with us. That's right. On January 29th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., worship leaders are going to be pointing people to Christ. And how they do that is going to be what is going to be the topic of our time together. We're going to be bringing in Matt Maher, Meredith Andrews, Josh Wilson, Corey Asbury, and Caleb Miller. It's going to be happening at South Tampa Fellowship at the Ballast Point Campus. If you're a worship leader, go right now to our special website, calibrateworship.com forward slash Tampa. That's calibrateworship.com forward slash Tampa. Also, as we're broadcasting live from State Capitol here in Tallahassee this afternoon, I've got a four-pack of tickets to give away during this hour to Paddington 2. I think the movie's going to be opening up on Thursday. We are working uh, very hard to hopefully book the producer. Uh, of Paddington 2 to be with us from Hollywood tomorrow. But uh, just keep uh, your dial set right here because I've got a four-pack to give away today, plus I'll have another four-pack to give away tomorrow. And uh, my family, we loved the original Paddington, and uh, the trailer looks like it's going to be a fun time, and we're looking forward to seeing it as well. So keep it tuned uh, Keep it tuned right here on the Bill Bunkley Show, and we'll tell you when you can call in to get your four-pack of tickets for Paddington 2. Well, Florida was hurt by hurricanes. Maybe you were affected by hurricanes as well, and you probably remember that uh, prior to uh, Irma coming on shore, this governor, at his expense, I might add, because uh, he does not uh, utilize the state plane or state aircraft he utilizes his own plane all of that's out of his pocket and you remember that every two hours he was like going around the southern point of florida like a horseshoe uh, trying to rally individual floridians to be prepared uh, for the arrival of hurricane irma well today if you're just joining us the governor gave his last state of the state address before a joint session of the florida legislature uh, House members and senators, and um, and by the way, if you'd like to uh, hear any of his other comments uh, during the first hour, I want to remind you go to our website, letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com. At the top, just click on the podcast page, and uh, you can go there and either listen online or download uh, any show of the Bill Bunkley. Uh, program and uh, get caught up with the uh, things that you might uh, want to plug into but you have missed. So let's go to uh, cut number seven as the governor applauds how citizens came together and uh, the whole beginning of the unfolding of the disaster relief. I don't think anyone in this room could have predicted the mammoth storm Hurricane Irma would become. There was a portion of our state that was safe from Irma. 
We saw it shift, turn, and literally cover our entire state. It was like a scene from a bad movie. But Floridians came together. We all faced Hurricane Irma together. As I traveled the state, I heard story after story of families helping one another and communities standing together. The response and solidarity that was shown by our state was one of the proudest moments that I have had as governor. And when I was urging people to get prepared for the storm and to evacuate, many of you in this room helped to raise awareness in your communities. And I want to thank you for doing that. And after the storm, we all showed up. From handing out water, working at food banks, so many Floridians and many of you in this room helped your neighbors in need. And I believe Florida has come back even stronger. Now, there were two heroes from Jacksonville that uh, Governor Rick Scott um, pointed out today. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, give honor to whom honor is due. That's cut number eight. Florida demonstrated to the entire world how to prepare and respond to a natural disaster. And two heroes who helped Florida prepare and respond to Hurricane Irma are with us today. I would like to introduce you to Lauren and Michael Davis from Jacksonville. Michael both served in the Florida National Guard and were deployed along with thousands of our brave National Guard members during the storm. However, their deployment was at a very inconvenient time for the young couple. Their wedding was set in Jacksonville Beach the same week as the hurricane was impacting Florida. So instead of postponing getting married, Lorna and Michael decided to exchange vows in full uniform in front of their fellow guardsmen at the Orange County Convention Center as they prepared for post-storm response. Lauren and Michael chose to put service before self, a trait we should all strive to have. Lorna Michael, thank you for your sacrifice to protect your fellow Floridians. And please be sure to give all these legislators the details on your wedding registry. <laughs> that was a very special moment, of course. Uh, these individuals that the governor often talks about, they are personal guests of the governor. Uh, they will be seated uh, in the governor's section along with uh, uh, Anne, his wife, and uh, it was uh, it was a uh, it was a cute time for Michael and Lauren. Again, their wedding had to be postponed, and then they were called to duty. And so the governor had great fun with them today. Well, Puerto Rico, as you probably well aware, we have uh, grown in terms of our residents here in the state of Florida with family and loved ones who've come from Puerto Rico especially from some of those rural areas where they're yet to have power and services restored. And uh, the governor has worked very closely with uh, the leadership in in Puerto Rico. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, listen to the governor. He talks about uh, 
what we have tried to do as a state to stand with them. Just when we thought we got through Irma, Maria was quickly approaching Puerto Rico. While we are so blessed Florida was spared, sadly our fellow Americans in Puerto Rico were devastated. Like many of you in this room, I have, I have been focused on helping Puerto Rico recover and rebuild. I've had the opportunity to visit Puerto Rico twice following the storm. I saw firsthand the devastation on the island, and I've tried to help the people of Puerto Rico any way I could. We have had hundreds of thousands of Puerto Ricans come to Florida since Maria. And my goal is that Florida be the most welcoming place for people displaced by Hurricane Maria. We have set up centers to help Puerto Ricans get connected to services and resources. We've made it easier for their students to get enrolled in our schools. We've removed barriers for professional licenses so people can quickly get to work uh, in our state. But there's still more we can do um, to help uh, Puerto Rico and everybody that's impacted by that storm. This year, I'm proposing $12 million in funding to establish the English Language Learners Academy. This program will focus on reading improvements and making sure students displaced by Hurricane Maria have access to important learning programs. And I ask each of you to support me in making sure we get funding for this important program this year. And, of course, that's important indeed. Well, when you talk about first responders here in the state of Florida, I think about uh, many of you, the dedicated members of the Southern Baptist Convention, also the Florida Baptist Convention, disaster relief volunteers. Uh, those yellow shirts certainly were prominent all through the post-hurricane uh, disaster relief. And also want to give a shout-out, of course, to the Salvation Army, often uh, those two groups working together. Together, Governor didn't forget them as well today. Let's listen in to cut number 10 about those first responders. As we saw throughout the storm, our first responders came to the rescue of many. Not only did our first responders and National Guard do an outstanding job during Hurricanes Irma and Nate right here in Florida, but they came to the rescue of our friends outside of Florida. Following Maria, 50 Florida Highway Patrol members deployed to Puerto Rico to help with the security and traffic control in San Juan. And following Hurricane Harvey in Texas, more than two dozen FWC officers helped rescue more than 500 people trapped in flooded areas. While they're not here with us today, Please join me in giving these individuals a big round of applause. And, of course, I want to echo the governor and thank all of you who are listening this afternoon who are part of the volunteer efforts of our disaster relief. Uh, it is just uh, it's awesome to, to see what you're able to accomplish to, in uh, the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before we take a break, let's look at a couple of more issues. Um, Got three more issues that I want to cover this afternoon. I think they're important from the governor's comments early today. You know that one of uh, our priorities uh, here at the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission is to support whatever we can to combat the the drug um, epidemic that has overtaken this state as well as many other states. And you know the opioid issue is is critical, along with uh, those that are using heroin. And um, we must step up and do more about this. Governor took that issue on today. That's cut number 15. Let's listen in. I now want to turn to another serious topic 
that I believe by working together, we must combat in our state. Like so many families, I've had to watch a loved one struggle with drug abuse. It's hard and it's very painful. When I first took office, I worked with Jerome Bondi and many of you in this chamber to crack down on pill mills. We fought hard to get pill mills off our streets. As we, as we have seen with the national opioid epidemic, our fight against drugs is clearly not over. I would like to introduce you to Sarah Shepard. Sarah is a parent partner at Healthy Start, a nonprofit organization in Daytona Beach that is one of our many state partners in the fight against the opioid epidemic. After overcoming her own addiction seven years ago, Sarah now dedicates her time to helping parents during the challenging recovery process so they can be re reunited with their children. Overcoming addiction requires incredible strength and bravery, and we must make sure that resources are available help people get the treatment they, they need. This year, I propose to invest $53 million to fight opioid abuse in Florida. I've also proposed legislation to prevent drug addiction on the front end, reduce the ability for dangerous drugs to spread in Florida's communities, give vulnerable Floridians the support they need, and ensure law enforcement officers have resources to protect those impacted by opioids. I ask that all of you support these measures this session so we can help Sarah in this important work so she and so many others do in our state each day. Thank you, Sarah. Yes, and I want to tell you that uh, we'll keep you up to date with uh, those efforts. Multiple bills uh, have been filed. And by the way, I uh, talked about those in a recent email update that uh, went out from the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. I'm president of the commission. And a uh, good point uh, right here to mention a couple of things. Number one, um, I'd like for you to consider signing up for our email to let you uh, connect with us and to pray with us and to be a part of our ministry. You can do that by going to FloridaReligiousLiberty.com. That's FloridaReligiousLiberty.com. You can click on the link there to sign up for our email updates. Also, if you will, we've got, uh, we've got some responsibilities in the area of finances for the commission as well. And uh, we have uh, quite a bit of work remaining for us to uh, raise our annual budget. So uh, that's the other side that uh, my responsibilities, um, in addition to uh, my uh, hosting and uh, the priorities here at Salem Media, is the Ethics Commission. So if you would like to uh, support with either a a monthly commitment or a one-time gift, you can do that at FloridaReligiousLiberty.com. That's FloridaReligiousLiberty.com. And uh, you know that that would be a, a great personal blessing, and I thank you for that. Before we take a break, um, you know, foster care, as Mrs. Bunk and I were foster parents, adoption of the foster care system, which Mrs. Bunk and I are both uh, alumni of that as well, you know that that's very important to us. And the work of the Florida Baptist Children's Home in Lakeland and around the area. And, in fact, they were just uh, at my home church this past weekend. As um, I'm just proud at, at my church, Idaho Baptist Church, um, since Tony and I were uh, in that adoptive phase several years ago, um, 
we're actually uh, every year we teach the required courses for individuals and families and moms and dads to become foster parents. And so um, I want to tell you that this governor has been supportive of that and supportive of what we have done as Christ followers and faith-based entities in the area of foster care and adoption. And let's listen in before we take our break and check in with SRN News. The governor's comments on, well, what we've accomplished in this state in terms of foster care uh, and adoptions. I know I talk about job numbers a lot, to the point where the reporters all roll their eyes. But there are some other statistics that are pretty impressive and show great strides in our state. Since 2011, 20,000 children in foster care have been adopted. Amen and praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hmm. 20,000 kids in a home. So very important. Thank you. Think about that. 20,000 more kids are in homes with a loving family in just the last seven years. One of those family, thousands of families is with us today. I'd like to recognize recent new mom, Erica Ford from Tallahassee. is a child protective investigator with the Florida Department of Children's and Families, who has also worked to help children in need by serving as a foster parent. In 2015, she was asked to foster a baby boy named Adam. She quickly fell in love with him, and when his younger brother, Avery, was born the next year, she also began caring for him. Hmm. Erica wanted to do all she could to give them both a better life, and she made the decision to permanently open her heart and home to these children by officially adopting the two young brothers as a proud single mother. And that is a commitment. Hmm. Erica, thank you for changing the lives of these precious children. Your profound actions will no doubt inspire more flirtings to adopt. Wow, impressive numbers. 20,000 youngsters have come out of uh, foster care for adoptive homes. Thousands more left, and I invite you. Uh, I'd like to renew my call. Every church, in the sound of my voice, if every church could support one uh, foster set of parents, get behind those parents and help them and help uh, each church maybe uh, adopt uh, one child out of foster care with the church getting behind it, uh, we would have no kids lingering in foster care. Just something to think about. Well, coming up in a moment, the the big elephant in the room here in Tallahassee. And uh, But first, we're going to check in with SRN News, remind you that we still have the four-pack of Paddington tickets to give away. But um, the issue that everybody is tiptoeing around, that has changed the dynamic in Tallahassee. The governor is going to weigh in on that, his final cut of the day for our coverage of his State of the State of the Rest. It has to do with sexual harassment. That's coming up next after the break. Don't go away. I'm Bill Bunkley, live in Tallahassee. If you'd like to uh, offer a question or a comment, call me, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. 
Abel Bunkley live at the TCC Innovation Center just across the street from the Capitol. We'll be right back. Here's the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A fire department spokesman says there are now six confirmed deaths in the aftermath of Southern California flash floods. Santa Barbara County Fire Captain Dave Zanaboni confirms the additional death that raised the toll from an earlier tally of five. Several homes were swept away before dawn Tuesday when mud and debris roared into Montecito neighborhoods from hillsides stripped of vegetation during a recent wildfire. Former White House strategist Steve Bannon is stepping down as chairman of Breitbart News Network after a public break with President Trump. Breitbart announced Tuesday that Bannon would step down as executive chairman of the conservative news site. On Wall Street, a good day as the Dow was up by 103 points to 25,386. The Nasdaq rose 60, S&P advanced 4, oil up $1.23 to 62.96 a barrel. This is SRN News. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. How did the United States end up without an ambassador to the most important non-nuclear nation in the world, Germany? Richard Grinnell was nominated to be the United States ambassador in Berlin in September, but the new year opens without a U.S. ambassador in Berlin, as there wasn't enough time for a floor debate of 30 hours on Grinnell in November or December. Who is to blame? Senate Democrats, of course. So much of the current confirmation crises, scores of nominees are in Grinnell's boat, but his delay is one of the most risible and destructive, and its many consequences go back to the rule change implemented when Harry Reid was running the Senate, the infamous Reid rule. The Democrats are running out the clock on every nominee, demanding 30 hours of debate on each one of them in the hopes that come 2019 they will be able to return to the majority and block them the old-fashioned way in committee. The new year should begin with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell laying down the law on the basic duties of the Senate with another deployment of the Reid Rule and get these nominees their votes. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Are you looking for your father's church or maybe your grandfather's church? You know the kind of church I mean. The one that teaches from the good book? You know, God's inspired word, the Bible. That sings from the hymn book? The songs of the faith that exalt God. And also, lets God direct your pocketbook. Well, look no further. You've found it. It's Heritage Bible Church in downtown Largo. Look us up at thebible.church. That's 
thebible.church or call us at 727-586-4065. That's 727-586-4065. This is Pastor Rod inviting you to join us this Sunday for worship that honors and reverences the God of the Bible. Remember, you can find us at thebible.church. See at worship at Heritage Bible Church. If you know Alexa, you know she's quick with a joke. It starts with an E, but only has a single letter in it, an envelope. Or an encouraging compliment. You always know how to find that silver lining. But best of all, you can listen to Alexa to listen to us. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. Just tell Alexa, enable Faith Talk Tampa skill. And boom, there you go. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. On air, online, and using Alexa. Faith Talk 570. Great word this afternoon on the Bill Bunkley Show, coming to you live from the TCC Innovation Center. We are literally right across the street from the state capitol, and it's been a, a fun day to be back at the capitol, get sort of reacquainted, and uh, we're now off to the races for the next 60 days. And uh, we'll be bringing you some interviews from Florida's leaders and uh, decision makers over the next 60 days, and uh, invite you to uh, be with us along the way. Well, the final topic that I want to share with you this afternoon is one that uh, really requires a lot of prayer, and that is the the conduct of those that uh, come here to Tallahassee to do the state's business. We have lost a uh, state senator for sexual immorality, a married senator who had an affair with a lobbyist, became known, he resigned, and uh, Jeff Clemens from uh, South Florida. And uh, also in the Senate, we have two vacant seats, Senator Jack Jack Latvala, uh, who has been an icon from Pinellas County. Um, Jack and I had a a good working relationship, uh, although when it came to issues, I don't, uh, certainly in the social conservative arena, there wasn't uh, much that we ever agreed upon. But um, nonetheless, um, because of allegations that uh, overcame him, uh, he resigned. Well, the governor, uh, and of course, the whole idea of sexual harassment is the is sort of like the elephant in the room, or it is the the big topic that is just uh, kind of uh, out and about and on the sidelines right now, because there is certainly the feeling in the air that uh, obviously there are more people who may have been caught up in this uh, very inappropriate behavior. Uh, They um, have not been exposed or they have not come forward. But um, the governor, um, probably the the biggest issue, the non-issue issue in Tallahassee, the the subject of sexual harassment, the governor is going to weigh in on that in just a moment. But before we do that, I feel like um, I think it's time to give away some tickets. What do you think, Mr. Michael Miracle? 
I'm in the mood to give away some stuff too. What do we got here? A four pack this afternoon? Yeah, let's I like the four for four. Be caller number four. That means you gotta keep dialing. Call me right now. Call us right now. 877-943-9673. Be caller number four to win your four pack of tickets to Paddington Two. That's gonna be opening up on Thursday. 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Your chance to win tickets right here on the Bill Bunkley Show and Salem Media Group here in West Central Florida. A four-pack for Paddington 2, 877-943-9673. Michael's going to be uh, receiving your calls right now. Let's go ahead and uh, get in one final cut uh, from the governor. Um his very pointed comments about uh, what he thinks about sexual harassment here in the Capitol, cut number 14. Let's go. We have to take care of all crime victims in our state. No one in Florida who's been a victim of crime should feel ashamed. Victims of crime or harassment deserve to have their voices heard. Last year, I was stunned to hear that state employees who reported incidents of sexual harassment did not have their identities protected in many circumstances. If you were a state employee who was the victim of sexual harassment and you filed a complaint with your agency, your name or other identified information was not always confidential. I have daughters. And learning that there was not a public records exemption for this really bothered me. So I vowed to change the law. With the help of all of you in this chamber, we passed a law to protect state employees who were victims of sexual harassment. Working working together, we took a step forward to protect those in state government who were victimized. But but let's be clear, more has to be done. Last month, I signed an executive order that outlines the process for sexual harassment training, reporting, investigating, and recovery for victims at all of my agencies. I urge both chambers and all of of the cabinet agencies to follow our lead and do the same. I also want to take a step further and encourage the legislature to pass a bill this year that protects state employees who witness their colleagues being harassed or victimized. I want to ensure the identities of these brave individuals are protected so they feel encouraged to participate in investigations. Unfortunately, we have seen this play out all over the country, including Tallahassee. Things have to change. It has to start here. It has to start in this building. The people of Florida deserve much better than what they're reading about in the news. It's very important that we all stand together and send a very strong message. Florida stands with victims. All right, and that uh, gives you quite an overview over the last couple of hours uh, with the governor's comments that uh, pretty much uh, covers the waterfront of many of the issues that we're going to be talking about. And uh, yours truly is going to be testifying on many bills over the next uh, couple of months. We'll talk about those. It reminds you that if you're just joining us for the first time, we are live from Tallahassee, and with our coverage here, we'll have some days where we'll be interviewing the newsmakers of the day, 
On other days, we might uh, go in and bring you a live feed of one of the very important committee meetings on one of the topics that uh, certainly is important to us as conservatives and more specifically social conservatives, and uh, we'll keep you plugged in here. Now, before we um, have some final comments, um, tell you what, uh, Michael, I'm kind of in the, in the blind up here in Tallahassee. Do we have anybody that wanted to go to the movies with us? Uh, we had a lot of folks that called in. My goodness, these Paddington 2 tickets are a hot commodity here, and we did give away a uh, that four-pack of tickets to Sue. So um, the folks that are still calling in, uh, keep listening, of course, but we're going to have another four-pack tomorrow. Well, first of all, thank you so much for uh, dialing, and uh, if it was up to me, I would uh, just – have you all leave your name and number and uh, we give a four pack out to everybody but that's not exactly how it works and as i always remind you especially when it comes to movies uh, if the lord has blessed you with the finances to do so it's always good to try and go see those movies uh, during the first weekend that they uh, roll out because that's when the uh, the accounting takes place and the number of dollars that are uh, brought in in terms of revenue, it's very, very important uh, to uh, to the process. But uh, with that, uh, we'll have uh, four more of um, uh, those tickets giveaway tomorrow. Also, we hope to uh, have the producer of Paddington with us tomorrow. We are also working on our interview uh, of the um, of the the uh, the forecast by our speaker, of the Florida House, uh, Richard Corcoran about uh, his thoughts for what he'd like to achieve uh, during the next uh, two months here. And uh, we're all also anticipating that uh, when the session is completed, uh, the speaker is probably going to be formally announcing uh, his uh, hat in the ring, uh, which is uh, now becoming a little bit broader group of individuals who would like to uh, be giving the State of the State address this time next year. Well, it won't be this time next year. Um, but anyway, um, that gives you a little bit of an idea of what we're going to be uh, following uh, on future programming. Uh, also, for those of you who like to win, as we round out today, remember we've got our Shape Up or Ship Out contest, $4,000 to buy some exercise gear, or if you'd rather go on a Caribbean cruise, I think I'll take the cruise. <clears throat> anyway, your choice. It is our Shape Up or Ship Out contest, our national contest. It's uh, rolled out on all of our platforms. It's going to be wrapping up, though, on January the 14th. But if you'd like to win the $4,000 cruise or the $4,000 exercise gear, you can't win if you don't register to win. Go right now to letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Click on the contest tab to enter. And uh, those uh, opportunities are not only for letstalkfaith.com, but am860theanswer.com, as well as am930theanswer.com and 1380thebiz.com. All there for you. Well, Michael, we covered a lot today and uh, certainly have more of a heartbeat uh, of our governor and uh, what we're going to be doing moving forward in this state Reminds you that coming up in just a moment, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, senior pastor at Idaho Baptist Church. Today on his radio ministry, Living Truth, watch out for the spirit. That's right. Watch out for, excuse me, watch out for this spirit. 
Watch out for this spirit. We've got a particular spirit to kind of keep an eye on. That's part one of a two-part series coming from 1 John, the second chapter, 18 through 29. And so he'll have a great word coming up in a moment. Thanks for being with us. As always, it's been our honor. Pray for us here in Tallahassee and um, ask God to just give us favor as we stay on top of the issues. Until tomorrow at 4, have a wonderful Tuesday evening. God bless and good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.